0: okay hello everybody welcome to another episode of the slim cog cast and my name is slim cognito um we're gonna be talking a little bit more about the psychopath season three and um been playing me some stuff and actually beat one of my games this week uh i finally uh finished off uh, star wars so we'll get into talking about all of that and of course the news and everything that's been going on with cyberpunk because uh it's a lot of controversy surrounding that man and it's been on the front lines of everything like literally every other piece of news is not even as remotely interesting so before we jump right on in i just gotta remind y'all like always that hello my name is Slim Cognito, and you're damn right that i'm black so starting off psychopaths here's the thing psychopaths is increasingly getting better in terms of exposition like the writing is ramping up each season and it's getting better and better and better and i say this because in the latest season one of the things that i do like is that they switch to an hour-long format episodes or 40 or so minutes per episode and condensed it out to like maybe eight to nine episodes per season which is super good <clears throat> i do take those um it would be nice if anime did that more often and another thing that's um that i like is um I was weary at first going into season three because I was afraid that they were going to start doing some supernatural shit, but um, which it almost is, but this new inspector who's supposed to be like a mentalist is supposed to be able to use his extreme empath abilities to be able to understand and retrace the steps of the dead, you know, spoilers for those y'all understand, y'all know how this goes by now, spoilers, but uh, well, it's not really spoilers. That's something that you find out. Like fairly recent, like in like the first two episodes. So anyway, yeah, that's what uh, he's got going on. They're both uh, immigrants. They're supposed to be foreigners who came over to um, Japan into the civil system or wherever they are. But yeah, interesting to say the least. The new cast of enforcers are really growing on me. I really like their personalities. They're very different, very um, inviting to learn about, you know especially the uh, scruff guy that was from the slums uh i kind of like him a lot and uh the older guy who was supposed to be a part of some family where they deemed him a failure or whatever yeah he's he's pretty cool too after you get to know his story. it's like these characters look real basic anime character you know what i mean at first but then after some time you're like oh okay this is a guy and he has a name and feelings and a backstory and i like that all that being said um recurring characters you, you you long more for recurring characters because I won't exactly say I miss uh the main character from the previous two seasons you know what I'm saying but I I am still looking for Cole to come up some more uh I won't spoil anything about him but basically I'm the 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 way things are set up right now is like the perfect environment for Cole to show up like the perfect type of plot for him to be involved but um as for now it, it just is what it is um main the the main character from the previous is it's just um it's just a curiosity as to what advance in the logic that she can take at this point given that the entire system is different now and that's what I'm curious about you know what I mean like what is it that she tells herself to keep her psychopaths clear these days basically so yeah it's 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 just some things that I'm wondering about but eventually. We will, um, I guess, get down to it as the seasons pass, I hope. But now that I'm more invested in these, I guess you could say there's these two new main characters that um, I'm not sure the curiosity of learning about the uh, whereabouts and the um, current status quo of the previous is as strong as I have adapted to the new ones. But I do respect the fact that they showed her growth very well. But they did it gradually and carefully. They didn't mess it up. She she feels like a real woman learning about a different side of life under this job. You know what I mean? Under the mental stress. Whereas this the new chick from the previous season, it's like she became the biggest Sybil system fanatic now, and it's it's weird. It's like they they skipped a few steps in her. Uh, you know her logical output like like her outlook on things hadn't really been fully you know explained or how she got to where she is now has been explained but i would like to see it i would like to see it um now that she just jumped up and became the new hbic and i don't even know how we got here you know what i mean like tell me more about her what how does she deal with that trauma of what she learned about the civil system like What's going on with her, you know? It it you can't make me care about a character and then just toss her to the side, you know. But then just put her in a nice uh position and be like, oh okay. It's the Liara to sony uh, effect that they did with the mass effect when they made her the shadow broker. It's like, okay, you shadow broken now, but now what? You know? So anyway, yeah. Moving on. I am enjoying the season thus far. I think I'm only about halfway through. Uh, I didn't exactly binge it this week because some other things were uh, on the list of to-dos. Which segues perfectly into what I've been playing this week. So that was the anime segment. Let's jump right on over. Um, this week, I've been playing me some Jedi Fallen Order. And it's been super good. I love the story. I won't spoil it. And the ending was astounding. Um, i won't say astounding. But it was fitting. It was fitting. Um, I would love to have a bit more. You know what I mean? If if they would go ahead and workshop a sequel, that'd be awesome. And um, I've become accustomed to Kyle Kestis. You know, not incredibly interesting of a character, but a respectable character nonetheless. Um, Overall, I have to give that game a solid Like, mm, It has its moments, and it's a little bit of jank, but no games without it. But the platforming works. Music is good. The ambiance is good textures are great graphics are great mm, combat works it ain't perfect but it's perfectly simplistic if that makes sense so i'd give it fuck it give it a nine give it a nine that's a damn good game that's a damn good game um one of the things that i will uh say nah i won't, I won't say that i won't say that i'll just say that 3d platformers are not dead And this is proof. Um, Next thing I want to talk about from this week that I've been playing is the Back for Blood. Uh, Was it the alpha or the beta? I'm not sure. I want to say alpha. I'm going to say alpha because from what I played, it better be alpha. But um, based on my previous statement, you can tell that I didn't completely enjoy it because I got hyped. When I saw the trailer at the Game Awards, I was like, yo, is this Left 4 Dead 3? Like, are they really doing this? Okay, Valve. Good job. Y'all actually pulling it out your ass for a change. Let's go. And it was back for blood, but it was made by the people who did Left 4 Dead. So it was like, ah, okay, cool. But it's lacking some things. Um, first biggest point is that I fell. I I, I walked off a stage, I backed off of, not a stage, but you know what I mean? Like, Like, I backed off of a cliff by accident while fighting some zombies. And the character just fell off and died. Now, I don't know about you, or if you know much about Left 4 Dead, Game mechanics, but there's supposed to be a point where you could just hang on the ledge and a teammate can pull you back up if you do walk off of a stage by by accident. But this feature is implemented in this game, by the way, but it's not consistent. So I can blame that on it being alpha. But it's very annoying when you die on a very good run at a harder difficulty and suddenly it's a loss because of one bad misstep. Now. Another thing to note is that the characters feel so weak that fighting the zombies don't necessarily feel like the move to make. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, you f- it feels like it's more advantageous to just run away from them than fight them, you know? But in Left 4 Dead 2, as long you had everything you needed in the most simplest mechanics, you either shoot or melee or reload. You don't need to do shit else. And it worked. You know, the melee in this game is totally different and it doesn't have the same properties as Left 4 Dead. Left 4 Dead melee is literally meant to push an entire horde off of you. Which always made sense. and Nobody really argued about, you know, which, okay, you know, arguably it made sense. But anyways... In a video game sense and mechanic sense, you know, it was perfectly logical and it was a great solution for a lot of things that could happen when playing a mob shooter. So it's like, yeah, give these people the power to like get these mobs off of them because once you get swarmed, that's it. And don't get me started on the CC from the uh, from the zombies that spit the gunk at you it's just dumb and i don't even understand how i'm supposed to break out of it even if you can cuz sometimes you're in it for half a second sometimes you're in it for a whole 4 seconds and that's enough to die so it's like yeah uh, it's just some things they need to tweak plus as as far as the aesthetic goes goddamn does that shit feel so serious and deep fried and let's be badassery grease like i don't like relax a little bit like give these people a goddamn I don't know, man. Like, give it a scenario where you could, like, if if, if you work together as a team, you can turn on some electricity in order to electrify a body of water and give you some safety from a horde you know what i mean some shit like that or just just give us a video game bro like branching paths you know that the team can choose on the map you know stuff like that come on man anyway i i I left them a real good feedback on the old uh, survey so hopefully they pay attention to it we really need a good left for dead in the modern age because co-op games are they're not dying but it's just not enough of them bro it's just not enough of them As much as I don't really like Resident Evil 5 that much, it was good for co-op, bro. It was hella fun with friends, alright? But anywho, another thing I've been playing this week. Upon recommendation, I've started playing Middle Earth Shadow of War. And I played the first game, but I've only played it on the PS3, which was very rough. But, um... This year's sequel feels a world better already, just by comparison. Um, Pretty much the same, like, you know, concepts, but the upgrade system's better. The skills are more streamlined and make more sense. The story is laid out for you, not too convoluted. Pretty good, easy to follow. And voice acting is great. For some reason, the character models still look like last gen, though. It's weird. Like, they don't even look like character models from the PS4 era. But, yeah um i'm not sure then again i could i could download the ultra textures pack but i'm not finna no actually i'm not that's just the end of that discussion (laughs) but anyway um yeah game runs fine solid frame rate good time i started on the hardest difficulty and It's debatable if it's the hardest difficulty, because I had to Google the difficulties. they didn't make much sense. But it turns out that the hardest one, Brutal, is actually easier than the previous difficulty, because you get to deal more damage. So it's basically like, I get the feel that they took inspiration from the Devil May Cry difficulty system, where you have your normal game, and then it gets harder by beefing up the enemies, and you deal the same amount of damage. And it gets even harder by making the enemies even tougher, and you deal the same damage. And then they make it where you die in one hit and deal the same damage. And then finally, you know, they um, give you one where you also can kill in one hit as well as can die in one hit. So, yeah, that's, that's what it feels like. But instead of the one hit kills, they just took it to where, okay, now you deal more damage to these brutally hard AI um, orcs. So, yeah, do your thing. Which, it was enjoyable for a time but the only issue with that difficulty was, um, see, the thing about this game is it will stop you cold in your tracks when you're trying to get to a waypoint, just so one of the uh, warlords or war chiefs or whatever uh, can start monologuing about how great they are. So you might have to stop and fight or run away, and oftentimes I end up stopping the fight and getting wrecked because you only get one last chance, one time. But phew, either way. I'm enjoying it. The combat's great. It flows pretty well. I won't say it flows as, you know, as well as like Batman Arkham series, but it flows pretty well. It it, it has you could tell they took the Batman type of combat and they say let's put Lord of the Rings spin on it, but not directly from com- like Batman. Like they wanted to put a spin enough to where it feels somewhat different, you know, and I like that. Um the traversal pretty good. The little elven speed or elven dash or whatever all the elven powers those are pretty neat and i'm enjoying it so far can't wait to try try to blitz through it because i find out that it's a very very long and huge game but um we've begun and i'd like to see where it goes from there now let's jump on into the news. And first off, is Cyberpunk 2077 dev admits poor performance on PS4 and Xbox One, offers refunds and featured patches. Um, basically to give you a whole load down, I've been following this story the whole week, so I got all three articles in a row, and I'm gonna just go ahead and give you the titles and headlines from all three. Cyberpunk 2077 over on BNN Bloomberg, uh, debacle cost founders U.S. one billion U.S. dollars of wealth. And um, finally they're offering the refunds on their official website. So basically the PS4 and Xbox One editions of Cyberpunk 2077 have very bad load times, very bad frame rates, terrible texture loading, model popping, clipping, glitches, bugs, all type of bad things on the PS4 base and Xbox One base versions. If you don't have the Xbox One S, excuse me, the one X or the PS4 pro, it has considerably worse performance. Now, of course it runs fine on the PS5 version. There's probably a PS5 patch or whatnot. And of course that runs fine. But as far as PC, uh, there's been a lot of problems. I know some people uh, getting like major frame drops, major uh, frame limitations in the weirdest ways, like I know somebody who has a, I think he has a 3070. And every time he would try to run the game in medium or high or whatever setting, even if he puts it on low setting, it would still limit him to like 50 something frames or 60 frames per second. And it's just a lot of glitches and bugs going around. Clearly is a testament to the fact that uh, their R&D you know, g- testing group was not able to work to full capacity, and they were crunching to meet the deadline. And that's a shame, because now people have to meme about that saying by Shigeru Miyamoto even more. A delayed game can eventually be perfect, but a rush game is bad forever, in a sense. And it's not really, you know, to that extreme to jump to, really, because it's actually a great game I've been hearing it's actually... Pretty in-depth and fun. It's a lot to do. Huge world and pretty looking when it runs right. So this this hits me pretty hard because they're, they're creators, they're artists, they're, you know, what I'm saying audio uh, producers, they're modelers, everybody else, they're coders. These people worked hard to put this game together and it's not their fault that it's running like trash. It's literally because it was released on old hardware, way too old hardware, and the game the the problems that you're seeing now was not in their hands completely once once it's done being coded and it's compiled for a playable stable version then from there they have to send that to the testers and the testers have to let them know and report on these bugs so that they can you know run back and fix it but what this seems like is they sent it out to the testers got the feedback from the testers and then release the game after it was like go ahead and just work on the patch afterward you know that type of shit because the, the shame in it is that cd project red excuse me cd project red is a good company in spirit but the bigger they got and because the witcher 3 was so huge they had to hire people on board who were good at business and good at business is basically being a greedy motherfucker for the most part which is release the ps4 versions Despite the fact that they have retooled the game to run on new gen hardware. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a deal behind closed doors from, say, Sony and Microsoft in order to sell new console units of the next generation even harder to incentivize people to upgrade even more, you know? So... Now it's worldwide understood that newer games will not run as well as they, uh, I mean, older older games on the base PS4 and Xbox One will not hold accountable to the PS5 and Xbox Series X. And now people know that by example. So who knows what's going to happen. Either way, it's a shame. Um, There's going to be a lot of refunds going down. But at the same time, I got to look at it on both sides. People should have known better should have known better they've been doing this whole debacle with a uh, new console generation since oof man since way back in the atari days there's oh man so many versions of street fighter 2 where they were ported to a console or a home entertainment system that was trash oh man i can't even you, you can't even imagine Mega Man ports to dos that was trash like all types of different things so it's it's it happens Anywho, lastly on the docket is to address the elephant in the room that's been happening this week is Twitch. Um, The thing with Twitch, well, before we jump in, excuse me, I'm sorry. Uh, League of Legends MMO is in the works at Riot Games, was confirmed on Twitter by Greg Street. Basically, uh, them announcing that they were hiring people and they're looking for more talent to make this a thing. And he just went ahead and confirmed that it's an MMO. So uh, League of Legends MMO is huge news for a lot of fans, I'm sure. And I can't really add much more to this information aside from report that is happening and say that I hope that the marketplace is good and that there is no paywall. So, yeah, moving on. Uh, back to what I brought up, though. The, the thing about Twitch, man. Twitch, here's the thing, okay? It's already difficult for women who like to stream without using sex appeal. And I feel for those sisters more so than looking at the situation of them banning the words incel, simp, and what was the third word? Something else. But basically, them banning those types of words. They also banned the uh, the N word with the hard ER at the end. But still, focusing on the words like simp and incel, instead of looking into issues about like the copyright system, the copyright claim system that's going on, that's a huge debacle going on right now. You got, um, what was her name? Uh, Miss Misbehavior, the streamer who posted her OnlyFans content on Twitch, quote unquote, by mistake. So on Twitch showed her entire nether region naked genitals straight up to her entire twitch audience bro and the result was a three-day ban three days three days now i don't really know what their focus is in terms of running their business but i can't be the only one to think that it might be a bit misplaced because congratulations for them for looking out for people who are being cyber bullied or whatnot sure okay understandable it's a new generation not everybody can handle the things that they read and see online people are different and they come in vast many different ways and colors but you can't sit there and say that their focus is completely legitimate and you know properly in place in the right endeavors like you, you, you you can't sit there and just straight up say okay their focus is sound like they're looking at they're they're putting a piece of tape over a hole in the wall while the house is burning right behind them. It's like, help people, help this be a platform where people have their opportunity. It doesn't, you, you may not be the type to believe in equal opportunity. You know, there are those out there who don't believe in equal opportunity, but there are some gamers out there who legitimately, legitimately know their stuff, especially Women and people of color who know their stuff about gaming and aren't getting the I won't say the attention they deserve, but they are heavily incentivized by using their sex appeal in order to garner views and. It's kind of sad, cause not everybody is about that or cares about that. Some of them, some of these girls, just really, actually, or people of color, actually, really just love video games. And not everybody is as charismatic as the next person who happened to make it as a streamer. Cause you may be, let, let's let's go ahead and eliminate this right now. You may be a person of color, LGBT streamer who's somewhat you know successful right now, but that doesn't mean. That who you are and what you are works for every other streamer. Therefore, the advice that you give is not applicable to others who can make it, but not the way that you did. You see what I mean? You could be a female streamer who don't use sex appeal, but that does not mean that the way you did it is cookie cutter fit road to success for this next person. People have to get there by being themselves and by being themselves is what they need to market. But it's overwhelmed by other things that the only reason there's such a loud and it's a shame that you can't even have these type of takes because people will immediately just, you know, assume that you're one of the incels that want to complain about women, so to speak, which is a is a huge problem now to the point where I I actually kind of like I kind of understand where both sides are coming from. Like, here's, here's my biggest problem when it comes to that whole debacle. It's that you have the feminist movement and all, all for it, but then it gets rampant. There's always some bad apples that spoils the bunch and takes things too far into extremism. And they make the woman's movement a parody. It's just as bad as the people who make black equality movements into a parody because they try to use the race card in every single situation when it's unnecessary. That same logic of people using the feminist argument and using the fem- and the the woman card and the gender card against things that are unnecessary and not picking their battles, therefore throwing it around and going around just 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 acting as if they are a cult instead of a movement trying to bring about some type of equality, or at least, you know, compromise in their own, you know, uh, uh, social spaces. It's become a very dangerous thing now to have any type of opinion on these things, because the, the, the only true solution is to treat things on a case by case basis. But the problem is these people only look and hang on to the bad things that you could have said and twisted into that and make others believe that's what you said you see it's an assassination it's a competition of assassination of character and it's a shame so the overall take is this okay video games have been getting media in general has been getting better with representation of all kinds of unseen and unheard Faces and voices. So I find it asinine to have the feminist movement or the uh, people of color movement to be abused to the point where they would just use it as a means of safeguard or a weapon against others. So, in conclusion, basically everybody is, everybody, anybody would since sees the status quo and they know what it is. Okay, they know what it is. All right. I'm not going to ally myself with every person of the LGBT because not all of them have the best intentions. Humans in general sometimes are completely selfish or are agenda driven. Same reason I can't just blindly ally myself with every single person of color because some of them are agenda driven. You cannot blindly align yourself with every. um, It's 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 just you have to look at things on a case by case basis. Because there's no one solution for every problem at all. And when going overboard, trying to please one faction, knowing that it's impossible to please everyone, you end up making a monster that you cannot defeat in the end. The deity paradox. You have to let things either run their course or let them mitigate it amongst themselves on a case by case basis. But either who these are even these solutions are applicable in a perfect world so we have to be the change that we want to see in order to make it that right right so in conclusion y'all just stop being dicks and have the sense to notice when somebody is actually fighting for something righteous or just virtue signaling okay and in the end of the time at the end of the days always remember the channel motto go ahead and check out the uh twitch uh we'll be streaming some i started streaming some custom robo i wanted to stream batman begins but uh it wasn't exactly it didn't it didn't run that well let's just say but um we started custom robo it's going pretty well with very minor you know glitches or whatnot and enjoying it a little bit of nostalgia right down memory lane um we might not complete i'm not sure i don't remember how long it is but i'm not really sure if we're gonna finish it but um it's enjoyable. Also, uh, I plan on streaming some. Um, what else did I say I was um, planning on putting on the stream? I can't, I can't recall, but um, I'm going to get to work on a a small little Christmas special. I want I want to. I shouldn't even mention it actually, because I might not get it done. I hope I can for you guys, but um, just be on the lookout on some content and. Last tidbit. One of the things that I've been, um, that was hard for me to get over was uh, doing face cam on stream. And the only reason that I got the confidence to even do so, I didn't even plan on getting a webcam. But the only reason I did is because I had to start doing Zoom, call, Zoom calls and, uh, you know, communicating with some people, but um, and doing some guest starting on podcasts. But uh, to share my journey of growth with you all, I'm actually um trying to work over the anxiety of uh, streaming with Facecam. And it's not easy. But if it was easy, then everybody would do it. So, yeah, we're um, rolling over into that. And we're going to see about uh, changing the direction of... Well, not exactly changing direction, but adding a little extra to the channel. Um, I've been wanting to do this for so long. I'm trying so hard to do this. I really am. But either way... Always remember the channel motto, intentions are the most important, actions ain't nothing but loud, and words don't mean a damn thing. Y'all go ahead and give me a subscribe or a like if you like the content, and uh, give me some feedback in the comments, please. Let me know what I did wrong, what I did right. Am I wrong? Am I right? You tell me. I mean, the, the, the real purpose for discussing these things is to really have a forum where we could consider other point of view, but if the internet is... Filled with people that's blatant with like trolling, and or just dismissive or blocking, you know, and not really learning through adversity. Then I don't know. But anyway, y'all take care as hell. Y'all take care of yourselves. Peace.